Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 42, West Coast Sports Junkies. Uh, 42 weeks of fun with the boys. Uh, welcome to the show. It is, well, what is it, mid-January here? Um, closer to the end of January. We had a, we had a, you know, it's been a good, good start to the year so far. Lots of positives in the sports world. Uh, maybe not for the Seahawks, but for you know other teams. So it's been it's been a good time. I'm um we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're gonna kind of switch it up a little bit. Uh, you know, we got the Canucks road trip, we got you know Demco, we've got uh some pissy people in the Oilers organization. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um yeah, we were, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, the whole Alfonso Davies story. It's pretty sad. Um, I'm a real big fan of Alfonso, and uh, it's too bad. We'll get into that. We'll get into Novak's, um, you know, the Serbian prince there getting kicked out of the Australian Open. What are you going to do? So, I mean, you could say Yebiga like this, but, yeah, what are you going to do? Um, yeah, a couple other key, key topics, but before we get into that, tonight it is, as it usually is, it is time to have a drink. And... Um, no special beer, well, no special beer, like a microbrewery beer or anything, but special beer to my heart is the Stella Artois for the bilinguals. And I'm going to crack that now. Oh, it's it's my fave. It's my, my go-to. I'll have a nice little Stella, a little can. What are you guys drinking, Ty? What do you got? Well, we're good to see you guys today again. Like you said, 42 weeks, man. It's awesome. We're still, uh, still rolling. Crazy. Going strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I talked about last week, I'm giving beer a little bit of a rest during the week anyways. And uh, going for a little healthier option in my mind, a little less calories. So I have the Macallan Gold tonight. Single malt scotch whiskey, double cask. Sip on a few of those tonight. And, uh, and yeah, Dan, what do you got going on tonight? Well, Ty, you know what? I think we're getting a little role reversal here. You know, you're giving up the beers, and I'm just keep on cracking them, cracking them. So I'm going with the original Molson Canadian. Actually, you know what? I think this is probably the case that you left here the last time you came over to watch football. So (laughs) (laughs) cheers to you, buddy, for uh, keeping my fridge stuck. Nice. (laughs) That's that's a good year. That's a good Mm -hmm. year. that's what do you got, Mike? Yeah. And then I'm going um, with uh, with uh, Negroni. It's a nice uh, drink I just made myself. So cheers, boys! It's good to see you. What what's in, in a what's in a into Neg- those lately? Huh? Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, what's in a, what's in a Negroni? A Negroni is uh, <clears throat> is gin. Yeah. Campari and uh, sweet uh, vermouth. Sweet vermouth. Which yeah. Campari? Which the 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 red one? Yeah. Yeah, is that what makes it red? Uh, the red, yeah, that's red, and so is the uh, sweet vermouth. Oh, the sweet vermouth is red as well. Okay, yeah. so the Campari, yeah, I like Campari. I, I, I like that. And the Negroni sounds like a, uh, something I would enjoy. The gin is a panty dropper. So, <laughs> have you ever had? Uh, have you ever had that Italian soda that's called a Chinotto? Yeah, it's just like that. Really? Yeah. It's yeah, poured like over the- uh, orange peel. Mm, nice. I like the. Well, you guys are so. I, I don't like gin though, but you don't really taste. I, it. I, you don't taste the gin in this though. Yeah, my wife likes gin. 
she loves it yeah hence the name i gave it but um yeah no gin is good i like gin what's wrong with gin it, it's it's nice and smooth and like like you know like it's got that like nice taste i don't know i like gin here's a fun fact for you okay gin yeah. is the only alcohol that actually hydrates you oh we gotta take that hunting <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck the water right yeah well, just bottle of gin yeah. yeah and is that why your hangovers aren't as bad as mine maybe yeah. that's a key yeah yeah i'm staying hydrated but while drinking <laughs> mm-hmm. makes sense so um yeah good job guys good job on the drinks dan i mean we are i guess we are all canadian but uh i mean i can I can only handle like one or two Molson Canadians. I can handle a whole ton of uh, ton of Stellas. Um, so that's that's me and you are back on the beer train. The true alcoholics are back on the hard liquor on a <laughs> Wednesday night at seven p.m. <clears throat> Anyways, okay, let's get into it. So, uh, what what are we going to talk about first? Why don't we talk about um, uh, you know my my talk? Okay, Demko, yes, he was the key to the wins, but Pedersen was also had to be one of the keys to those, those couple of wins there. Um, back on the horse, he is uh, <clears throat> showing a little bit of confidence. What did you guys think? I, I thought he was showing some confidence. Well, yeah, I, absolutely. I think that uh, you need your best players to be playing at the best and they need to be scoring. I think uh, a stat that threw out during the game was every time Pedersen scored a goal, the Canucks were 7-0 and this year. In every seven game that he's scoring. 7-0-1-1. Yeah. 7-0-1-1. Okay, well, whatever. That's a crazy stat, right? It just shows you want – he needs to be scoring. He needs to be producing if we want to have a chance. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. It was good to see him going. Looks like uh, he's got his confidence back. Scored in a few straight. He had two goals um, on the weekend. And, yeah, no, it's it's good to see. And he stepped up when we, we lost – who did we lose? Um, Horvat. Garland. Mm-hmm. And someone else to COVID, COVID list. But anyways, Halak. Oh right, Halak. Um, but yeah, no, he he was unbelievable, Pedersen. And like he said at the start, Demko looked like he's back in his form that he was before our our break we had here that we didn't want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what a what a way to finish the road trip. That was straight. great. That was huge. That was great. And uh, both Washington and Asheville, they're nothing to nothing to uh, be embarrassed about winning against like they're, they're really good teams. So kudos to them. Anyways, great game. I'm really glad to see uh, Pedersen is, is, is producing again. Um, how many Canucks are going to be stuck uh, south of border? Well, I mean, they're, yeah, but they're Canadian. Isn't the rule? The rules are different than like when Besser. Well, no, they're not. Kim no, we're not in Garland. No, no, but uh, Horvath can go back. <clears throat> Kenny Garland's American, so I think he might have to stay. I don't know. They don't even know what's going on, man. Like Boucher yeah. said, he hopes they can come back sometime in 2022. Yeah, I heard that. It's, it's it's changing every day, right? But but I did yeah. hear because Horvat's Canadian that he should be able to make it back. I think before the rest. But yeah, for as for Garland and Hlack, who knows? Could be ten days down there. Yeah, you know, that's and now the schedule in February is crazy. It's gonna yeah, be yeah, a crazy. All the games they gonna make up. Yeah, with yeah. All the games they gonna make up. So you're gonna look. We're gonna have a lot of injuries. We may have more COVID protocol. It's gonna be like half the Abbotsford Canucks are gonna be playing for the Canucks. You'll see. It'll happen. It's just it's inevitable with that many games on the schedule for for things to happen. 
So yeah, I can see that they, they were talking about it a little bit earlier. I did see in terms of there's a couple back-to-backs we have, but overall we made off pretty good in the rescheduling of games. Yeah. They're, they were saying Edmonton has uh, five games at eight nights. The Kraken have three and four. Like there's all these teams that will be around in the standings. Not really the Kraken they're below us, but there's a couple yeah. teams we're chasing that we, you know, they have well, a tougher schedule than us, which could benefit us for once. Cause we always get screwed schedule makers and everything like that. Okay. Let's talk about that now, since you brought that up chasing. So we've overpassed the team or we've overtaken a team. Uh, the Canucks have that is very pissy lately. So what do you think, Ty? What, what, why are they so pissy? Well, either they're losing and they're, uh, so they suck. One of the worst teams in the league since I don't know what, what the exact date was, but since Boudreau was hired. Like, yeah, it, honestly, much. it was they a complete been, reversal yeah. for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, and every year with Edmonton, uh, since the, I mean, since like the mid, what shortly after Gretzky left, well, let's not say that, but they've sucked. Like they've just been, it's been a, you know, a little roller coaster ride. And so I knew this year, I thought everyone's like, Oh, this is the year. All my buddies in Edmonton that, uh, that, uh, cause I used to live there. Oh, if I want it, we got a great team. Oh, this is great. Prater is going to be here and blah, blah, blah. And now they're just like, Holy shit, blow it up. Blah, 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 blah. So, or fire the coach or whatever. How many coaches does this group need? Like, this is crazy. Dave Tippett, you're going to fire Dave Tippett now? Like, yeah, how no, many? And, co- and there has been a lot of roster turnover, too, other than obviously the, the stars. They're clearly missing a goaltender. That's oh. been their ongoing issue. They Defen- if, Defensively, they're not great either. I'm telling you, if they got Markstrom, this would be a at least Western Conference final team. If they got Markstrom, how they, they should have got him. They should have bucked up and got him. They didn't. Weren't they, weren't they off by like 500,000 or a million bucks from what they were off was by? Or or was it, not more by that? it was not by much. It was not yeah. by much. And I got to say, too, oh. like your Edmonton buddies, I mean, I'm on that same wagon, man. Every year, I think this has got to be the Oilers' year. Like they, they're just so star studded. And, and uh, every year is such a disappointment, man. Like it's crazy. Tyler, you were in the top two point getters in the league are from Edmonton. Like you got Dreisaitl and McDavid. McDavid, arguably the best player, you know, in this generation right now. And this guy's, you know, prime years are just going by year by year. Yeah. A team that is. And that's the problem. At best, a playoff bubble. (laughs) Never mind a contender. They're they a talk mediocre. about being a contender every year, but they end up being like on the cusp of just making the playoffs. Yeah. They don't even, they don't have a goalie. They, they need a goalie. Okay. I mean, I'm not a hockey expert. I'm a plumber by <laughs> trade, but they need a goalie. Like I could tell you that, that they need a, go- a, a goalie. Um, but back to what you were saying. Yeah, yes. The two stars um, on that team, you've got, I mean, they, they're not from Edmonton, Dan. They're they play in Edmonton. They're one's from Toronto and the other one's from oh, Jordan. Did I say from Walt? They're yeah. on it. So, anyways, I just want to clarify, just to make sure that our listeners are faithful, know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but Ty, you're gonna roll that clip of of uh, Drysital being pissy. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Okay, right now. okay, roll that. Did you? the losses now. 
Is there, is there one thing that you, in your own mind, you think we got to get better at that? Yeah, we have, we have to get better at everything. Would you like to expand on that? No. <laughs> you can do that. You know everything. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. I'm just answering your question. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I ask you a question. I gave you an answer. Not a very good one. I have one more for you, Leon. You showed your frustration on the ice last game against Ottawa. Is that a good thing when you show it so the other team knows you're frustrated? Yeah, it's a great thing for sure. <laughs> good. So yeah, they're they're really pissy right now in Edmonton. Who who was that reporter? He's a Hall of Fame hockey writer. I can't remember his name. I can get it. I can get it. Oh man, yeah, find oh, uh, it. It's uh, Jim Matheson. Yeah, apparently he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Well, he's but, he's like. I thought that was ridiculous. I thought I it was know. ridiculous too. What do you guys think? Like, obviously he's frustrated. He answered the question. He's you know, what do you need to be better at? Everything. Well, he's not wrong. I think yeah. that there's something <laughs> behind the scenes that we don't know about. Like he must have wrote something negative about tricidal and no, they said like not that. that he hasn't, but that he's going to now after that. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but Drysdale is a pretty good player, man. He can shut him up pretty quick. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, Drysdale is a Drysdale. Okay, if Drysdale was on a different team, not with McDavid, he would be like McDavid's rival. Like that's how good he is. Like he he is that. I know that. Well, it would be like a Crosby Ovechkin for sure. No. His, his nickname is oh, yeah. the German Gretzky. No man. Yeah. No he, way. He is the German. He's better than Crosby. No. What the hell? <laughs> you trying to tell me what you know that you're talking about here? Come on, man. Drysaddle. <laughs> oh come on. Those two guys are one two in scoring every year. Every year, man. The last couple of years. Okay, the last couple of years. What did Malkin and, and uh, Crosby? Uh, Ty, they were up there. They fact, were up there. Fact check me now. Malkin and Crosby's total points, uh, you know, for while those seasons were going on when they were in their prime, and dry settle McDavid. I want to see. I want to see. Okay, we don't well, have to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't I have to do it right it. now. Malkin and Crosby it. don't play together. They never did. They don't have the power play together. These two play together. They've they're been separated always, the last few years. They, yeah, they're not always on the same tipping. line. And they tipping barely split them up full season. Both of them are injured half the season. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, uh, we can all agree that uh, they're the really good suck. players. Yes. And the Oilers suck, and there's good reason for them to be pissy about the whole situation. They should go after McFlurry. Oh, I'm sure it, he's. I'm sure he's calling. Flirt. I'm sure he's his fucking flirt. value. They can't, his, they can't afford him. No, his trade value right now is so high. Fuck any yeah. goalie at this point, man. Oh Halak man, it would have great value, probably. True. I would take Halak over over whoever they have in Edmonton any day. Yeah, you know what? Like Dubnik, Dubnik was there. He left. He went to Minnesota, and, and he, he was, was really good in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, huh? It's the weather in Edmonton, man. It's the weather. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good on goalie pads, right? They stiffen up too much. It's too cold. They're just cold scared. Outside. Like, I don't want to leave you. I got to go outside after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What about, uh, speaking of pissy, um, what about the um, uh, the Seahawks? Seahawk fans? Yeah, the like, Seahawk fans? Yeah, the Seahawk fans. <laughs> speaking of pissy, what's this um, 
who'd they fire Ty? They were pissy. I bet you they were pissy when they got fired. Yeah, I bet you they were too. I was happy when I saw that. Uh, oh. We fired our, de- our defensive coordinator, Ken Norton Jr., and our defensive passing game coordinator. Not can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, no, I, I wanted to see some changes. We've talked about it a lot, and yeah. our defense was not very good this year. It wasn't our only problem, but uh, overall, it was not very good. So it was uh, it was play. nice to see that they're you know they're gonna make a move. I'm not too sure what they're gonna do. And you know, Pete Carroll does have a big hand in that defense, even with Ken Norton there. Um, one thing I read, which I didn't know before, which um, I didn't like to read, was that Ken Norton Jr., the defense coordinator, is really close to Bobby Wagner. And there's been some talk about Bobby Wagner potentially being traded or released this offseason. Because he used to be the linebacker coach. Yeah, yeah. He's been around. Yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with that, the firing of Ken Norton Jr. I don't think it was his fault at all, but sort of using him as a scapegoat of the two firings. Okay, fire the the other guy who no one knows. But Ken Norton <laughs> Jr. is a guy that's been there for, you know, he's a, he's a familiar face. He's been there for many, many years, and he's sort of grown within the organization. Like I said, he started off as a linebacker coach, or he was. He was probably something else before that. Yeah, he and, left after uh, that and then came back. As their- and one of the good things about this year was their defense. They're the ones that held us in most of these games. So why uh, would you fire know, man. Ken Norton Jr.? Well, what, what do you mean you don't know? Our defense the only reason why we were in half of those games is because of our defense. Our defense made a stop, gave us a, a, a chance for a game-winning drive. We messed up three times, I can think of right now. Yeah, our, de- our defense wasn't very good. Um, like I said, I would be happy with a coaching change and an offensive coordinator change, even though we just got Waldron in. But something had to be done, I think. Sure, he could be um, used as a scapegoat in this situation, but, you know, I'm just – our defense was historically bad in a lot of categories. You're right. In certain situations, they did step up and got that big um, big play we needed, but overall they were not very good, man, especially with the personnel we had out there. Yeah, I think Ken Orton Jr. is a good guy. He's a good coach. He's going to find another job somewhere, and uh, whoever gets him is going to be lucky because he yeah, he's the players really well. He's a great guy, but I mean, look at the last year too, when we made the playoffs, our defense started out horrible. It got better towards the end, but overall, man, it, it has not been uh, a very good unit in my opinion, but we'll see. And then uh, we have a whole nother off season of the Russell Wilson drama to deal with and listen to. I was going to ask, where is he going? He'll be in Seattle. Oh, yeah. I'm just not listening to it this year. Like it's, you know what? I'm with my time. It's just media trying to make stories. Yeah, I, I agree with totally. Apparently the the head coach, so Pete Carroll and John Schneider met with Seahawks owner Jody Allen, sister of the late Paul Allen, um, late last week and kind of sounded like everything was going to be the same with them. They would be both back with the organization. Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. He's under contract two more years. We hold all the cards. So for people saying like Russ is going to explore his options, well, he doesn't have any options. <laughs> if he doesn't want to play, he can sit on the sidelines, but I don't get that from him at all. I think he'll be back. <clears throat> I think he'll run it back and, and we'll contend for a playoff spot next year. Well, we'll see. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I think again, it's uh, Seahawks are used to being in the media this time of the year. They're not. Um, so this is just something to get uh, people talking. 
uh, early on in the playoffs and going into the offseason. But like you said, Ty, he's still Seahawks hold all the cards. He's under contract. That means a team is going to have to give up the whole farm to get him. And you're talking about like Deshaun Watson asking price, like multiple first round picks, you know, um, and I don't see a team wanting to do that or even have the assets to do that. So I think he'll be in the uh, back with the Seahawks next year. What I'd really like though, is to, if you're going to do anything, start, you know, maybe getting rid of someone like Lockett. He had a, two solid good seasons. He's still under contract, you know, Give uh, give up some of your you know <laughs> mid tier. Uh, this kid coming from right? you get rid of Lockett. Yeah, <laughs> Metcalf is your guy. No, he's guy, yeah, he is Lockett like and LeBron the connection James. that Russell Wilson and Lockett have. You want to split that up? I yeah, you I had Lockett for two years in my fantasy, and he's on my do not draft list. I've he's had him for the for last like, two years in my fantasy, and I'm not hosting a party this year (laughs) (laughs) because you traded him it's an interesting take dan i disagree man i think you need uh that that's our those are two of our best playmakers you got one on each side or you can put lock it in the slot but i think i think they just need to utilize them better and that falls on pete carroll and baldwin who have talked about a lot we saw some good things the last two weeks of the year hopefully that continues if they're not going to make any changes there but but no i i don't see Make a one, one thing we saw, like... one thing we we take from this year is you're obviously gonna target those playmaking players, the Lockets mm-hmm. and the Metcalfs. Give them the targets, give them a chance to make a play. That's and get a little more creative in the offense. That's what I talked about, and that's kind of why that you know I would be okay with Pete going to get a younger, more innovative coach. But look at the splashes that the Rams did. Look at what Arizona did. You're telling me if the Seahawks sit still and do another year of what they have, they're going to be able to compete in that division? Uh, hell no. Yeah, look what Arizona did and look where it got them. We smoked them the last game of the year and they're out. So but making a big splash doesn't mean it. They still gonna... made the playoffs. And as of right now with your team, you're not making the playoffs next year. You need a couple minor pieces. Offensive line like you hover about every single year. And yeah, pass rush. Those two. That's it. But yeah, speaking of playoffs, playoffs, how did uh, <laughs> playoffs? How did our picks do this week? I think uh, I think we were all pretty good on our locks of the week. Lock of the week. So yeah, was good. Although Govic, Dan's uh, Super Bowl picks out. Govic, you had Tampa for the lock of the week, right? I did. Yeah. Dan had Kansas City. Yep. <coughs> Mike, who did you have again? I had the Rams. Oh, yeah, you had the Rams. I had the Bengals. So so we're all through. All right, let's make our picks now, then. Well, we we cannot let you uh, get by with what Mike just brought up there. Your Super Bowl pick is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the. You got to have a shot. Drink. That was not the. Yeah, it was. We We got to really start changing these recordings to like a weekend, man. <laughs> well, you're driving, dr- drinking a whatever it is. And, <laughs> and the girl, like, yeah. Come on, man. So the pa- the Patriots are out, but your bucks are still in it, right? All those memes yep. going around. Yep. Okay, that's all right. 
Yeah, the Bucks. Um, the Bucks are gonna win the Super Bowl. No, we had a okay, tough so, matchup this weekend. So Oops, let's did get, I say that? Let's get into our uh, our picks of the uh, divisional round then. Okay, you already know who I'm picking. You want to tell us one more time in case people didn't hear you? Tampa. <laughs> Dan, who do you got? Ooh. Um. Well, I, you know what? I am going to stick with Kansas City. Oh. And it's going to be I a good game. They, that's going to be I was, a very I was, close I would game. take the Bills in that one. It's going to be a tough game. It's a very small spread, two and a half points, I think. But I think Kansas City is going to win that game. So my guarantee, oh, wow. There's other better guarantees. Like, if anything, Green Bay is a lock. Bet the house on that one. Um, you're asked to take but, one so you can shut up now yeah <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I'm gonna ride kansas city to the end all right well i'm going with uh, my super bowl pick which is the green bay packers like you just said to beat san fran at home there's talk right now the forecast looking like it could be the coldest game in nfl history where in, in green bay yeah the oh i believe it we were there last year and or the year before it's trending that way. It's not for sure, but it's definitely, gonna be cold. Definitely the, true. Uh, Garoppolo, buddy, he's gonna be able to handle that. Don't worry. Team from California might struggle a bit out there. Um, There's the only thing I'll say. He might not even play. Yeah, he'll play. Garoppolo. It's just a little. It's a little gamesmanship. Yeah. I think oh. he's gonna play. He'll a little boo boo. But yeah, I think uh, they're going to the NFC Championship. The road okay. to the Super Bowl will so go you, Green so, Bay. Mike. Yeah, sorry? No, I was going to say, so Green Bay uh, to, to beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Dan's got the Chiefs to beat the Bills, which is, is, is I don't know, it's a, it's a coin toss for oh, me. Oh, it's going to be a tough game, yeah. And then I got the Bucks to beat the Rams. Mike, <laughs> who do you got? I guess I'll just pick the last game that we got uh, playing this weekend. <laughs> so I don't want to double up with any of yours. Although I do disagree with Dan on his pick, but I'm going to hey, go you, with. You could take the Bills, man. Yeah, you don't have to pick a different game. I know, but yeah, I think man. I'm the only one with the with the with the nuts in this uh, this crowd here. I'm going with the underdogs. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Tennessee Titans Ooh. this weekend. Oh, that's like, that's bold. That's bold. I like that. Derrick Henry's rolling right now. Man. Was Derrick Henry back? I, I do like that pick. So I don't know, man. I, I I think I would have I would have taken the Bills over the Bengals, but but yeah. Well, I mean, that's we okay. I, I would take both of them, but uh, I, we should have a pick <coughs> in every game, I think, since we all sort of started down that route. Yeah, it's okay. a good idea. It's okay. Good, Steve. good call. Let's see what. Let's see what Ooh, happens. See if so, we go four and zero again this week. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's lay out the ground rules. Next episode, if your team lost, you do a shot. Okay, everybody's right. agreeing on that. Yep. Dan, do I have to remind you like midweek or Sunday <laughs> afternoon? Hey, don't forget about this. Okay, remember it. Okay, because we're doing it. Okay. Hundred percent. All right. Gotcha. All right, well, um, we're back, and um, since it's one of those nights, I'm going to go for beer number two. It's actually beer number four. 
but it's beer number two for the show. Um, and this is a very special beer. Um, and uh, this is the probably the greatest beer of all time. But we can, uh, we can, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, what does that say, huh? Oh boy, number 99. It's probably not, it's probably mediocre at best, but it is, he's the greatest hockey player. <laughs> he signed it. He signed my Ooh, beer, nice. man. Look at that. Yeah. I hope it's better than his wine. Have you had tried his wine? I actually have a red bottle of his wine that I opened a couple of days ago. I had with dinner. It was, I mean, it was, it was all right. <clears throat> not the greatest. I mean, a little underwhelming. You're thinking it's, it's Gretzky. It's going to be yeah. like, you know, every, sh- you know, you miss a hundred percent of every shot you don't take. Right. Like, it's like, come on. Then you take a glass and you're like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. His whiskey's not very good either. Well, buddy, his whiskey is not good. They made a new one. <clears throat> I saw it at the liquor store. It's like some sort of flavored one. I'm going to try it one day. But anyways, let's see. I'll tell you guys how this is. It's, uh, ooh, ooh, it smells like uh, like a lot of points. So <laughs> While you're sipping on that, uh, McGregor's whiskey tastes like crap too, and he sold it for a billion dollars. So uh, I'm pretty sure... Uh, I don't mind having my own whiskey that tastes like sweaty balls. If I can sell it, if I can sell it for a billion. I don't think you get the marketing power like McGregor has, my man. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with Mike there. It's it's okay. It's okay. How did you... Well, it's, I mean, it's it's probably great for uh, somebody that likes this type of beer. Uh, It's a lager. I like lagers. With rye grain. Um, no, I like lagers. You know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm. Here, let me just read you the write-up here quickly. A great beer from the great one. Oh, sorry, let me let me do that in my announcer voice. <clears throat> A great beer from the great one. Canadian rye grain adds an extra layer of depth, zest, and freshness to the smooth malt and light hops flavor of a classic beer mm. that's pretty Your announcer good. voice is very creepy <laughs> it's more like a creepish like a creepy pedophile voice i know but it is what it is i'm not i'm not gifted at everything like gretzky but fair enough fair enough tough to be there we go so i got three more or sorry i got two more of these that i want to try one day i'll try them all on the show um Mike, oh, I got beers? Gretzky beers. Yeah, I got you the same pack. What did you think of the of the beers? Yeah, they were good. They all went down. You know, I uh, can't complain. But I, I had them a long time ago. You saved those beers a long time, man. I have been containing myself. I've been trying to, you know, to find the perfect opportunity. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? I'll do. Beer goes show. bad. You know, how long have you had them? <laughs> I don't know, like two months. Oh, okay, that's, that's for him. Uh, for him, that's a long time. I me. tried to tell. <laughs> Dan that one day he didn't believe me when he gave me like two-year-old beer golfing uh it doesn't expire maybe your uh brewery stuff that is in like these dude have you ever tasted an expired corona tastes like no. i don't know no. like bleach or something <laughs> i don't know what bleach tastes like but it smells and oh man and it if you do get beer in a growler you want to drink it within seven days like that you don't want to keep for months. No, no, no. That one you gotta go. You gotta go right away. 
Well, see, Dan, hey. you learn learn something new every day, right? So, so what was the best growler you think we had? Was it the Bonnie Henry uh, Blonde? Was that the best Enjoy. one we had on the show? Off the top of my head, yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, that so good. did I. So did I. We got to go back there, Mike. When are we going to go back to Vernon? Vernon, I'm actually going to Vernon on the 11th of February. To do what? I got to go meet a customer up there. And then I think yeah. we're going to go the family to Big White for the weekend. Oh, good. Well, I'll give you my growler. You nice. want to fill it up for me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can bring, <laughs> us, what I do. bring us bring us some beer home, man. Yeah, Remember man. we set a record when we left there with all those growlers. I'm like, this is the most we've ever sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that food there was really good. Martin Brewing, folks, if you're ever in Vernon. Oh, man. That poutine we had was unreal. That was really, really good. Yeah. All right. Anyways, back to uh, back to the show. Um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Djokovic and what happened there. So, just to the story, everybody knows. I think it's worldwide headlines. Um, he applied for a visa, so he's got a medical exemption for um, vaccination. He had COVID. Um, so there's, there's natural antibodies there. He, uh, applied for a visa before he got to Australia, got it, granted it. He got to Australia. They revoked it, put him in a, in a, um, uh, what is it called? Hotel. The, uh, it's not a vaccination hotel. It, it was, quarantine. Uh, Im- quarantine. Immigration no, it was quarantine like an immigration. Now? Yeah. It was an Detention. immigration hotel. Yeah. Yeah. He reapplied or he went to, um, to appeal judge overturned it they gave him back the visa then the minister of transportation or something revoked it again and then they deported him and he could <laughs> face up to three years of um a three-year uh, ban. Uh, three ban uh to australia is that unbelievable to, uh, to me that's unbelievable so first of all okay fine you you deport him you send him back to serbia that's fine go ahead go back to serbia but the three-year ban, really? He got a visa. And he got an approved visa. How that happened? Like, I, it's just Apparently, it's there, there's, there's one thing. Apparently, he lied on his uh, immigration forms coming into the country about having not traveled prior to the last two weeks or whatever. Okay. He checked the wrong box. He said his camp did. But that was one of their big, big reasons for, obviously, they just didn't want him in because he's not vaccinated. Yeah. Australia's got some of the strictest vaccination policies in the world, and they've done really well against COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can't fault them there. But yeah, it is crazy because he is the defending champ. He's the best tennis player in the world. A huge draw, huge moneymaker. But good for them, standing, uh, standing firm. And not letting him come in. I agree. Maybe the three years is a little, little much, but I it's agree. So much. So what? He can't. So for three, he can't come to the. So we'll see what happens next year. But he yeah. can't come to the Australia Open for three years. He wins that title. He's the most decorated male tennis player ever. Like this yeah. is this is a big deal, right? This is a huge deal for for men's tennis. Listen, I'm not a Djokovic fan. I I, I prefer like I'm a I'm more of a Federer guy. <clears throat> I don't like Nadal, but I like Federer. I thought he was, I think he's the GOAT, but uh, this would this would put Djokovic as the GOAT if he wins this tournament. Yeah. So, unfortunately and, for him, yeah. no, go on. 
Yeah, and like you said, three years, he won't be able to compete there in this major. He'll be three years older, obviously. But, mm -hmm. I mean, he's got three other major tournaments that he can play in this year. He's probably going to break that record this year, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. But, again, you know, it's – it's. I don't know. I – I don't get it. Why? Why? Not, why are they giving people the choice to get vaccinated? Why don't you just fucking strap them down, stick the needle, and be done? If it's oh, now you're getting okay. You're getting it's a little fucking rude to be asking these people if they're vaccinated or not. Or not. It's like asking you what color of fucking panties your wife's wearing. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say none, but uh, <laughs> she drinks gin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The you thing is, she is loves gin. <laughs> She does. She does. The thing is, is okay. Listen, this, this whole vaccination thing. Listen, I don't give a shit what anyone else uh, does. I made my choices. I did what I wanted. Okay. I don't care what anyone else does, but to, to give the guy a visa, like, let's say I'm going to, I don't know which country, pick a country, Russia. Okay. Let's say I need to go to Russia for something. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got to land in Moscow. One of their, one of their, um, uh rules to enter the country is that you must be um you must be wearing black underwear okay so i say yes i'm wearing black underwear okay i get there and i'm wearing black underwear i go to customs and they're like are you wearing your black underwear i'm like yes i'm wearing my black underwear but they're joe boxer they're supposed to be calvin klein you need to go now like okay all right but like why are you giving me the visa then if you're telling me you know when i'm leaving canada that my underwear need to be black but you're not telling me that and you're saying it's okay to come with black underwear as long as they're black. And then you get there and you're like, they're like, they need to be called a client. So why are you even issuing him the visa? Why are you issuing the visa? Why did you say, no, you can't come. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's uh, they're using him as a, as like a, I don't know, as a kind of like a, another scapegoat kind of thing. Like, look at what we're going to do. If we don't get vaccinated, there's lots of players in the NHL, lots of players in the NBA that are, publicly not vaccinated and they no. ain't doing them like this actually there's so there's only one player in the nhl and that's tyler bertuzzi he's the only player in the nhl that's not vaccinated there's only one i doubt that man that's well, highly fact doubt. it's fact is it fact is it fact is it yeah you know that i know they're not vaccinated and they have proof that they are so I'm pretty sure there's, there's more than one person. Well, well, people have tried that and they've been found out. I remember Antonio Brown. They can get through like steroid tests and all that shit. You don't even get past this little fax pass thing that everyone's got to have a QR code. Come on. Yeah. Okay. The only well, thing, the thing though, with all these professional athletes is they're not playing in different countries. They're playing in the U S or Canada. That's different. So the, Huh? <laughs> different countries. No, and there's well, one example. I, mean, I know there's a different sort of policy. Whereas Australia, no. you're talking about like they've had strict policies from the beginning of COVID, and it's like I don't know the whole story. It sounds like he didn't even write the proper stuff on the documents, and he, you know, oh, that was kind of what they ended up using. To, yeah, what did they end up using? Kind of like, he did everything that you're supposed to do, to, and to get in there and to play. And they're like, okay, yeah, you can come play, and then all of a sudden it's like, no. Like no. we're using you no, because he, so, he lied so, on his customs forum. It's like, okay, he lied on back. All right. No, I'm all right, just he, saying that's what they, that's what they based it on. That, okay. That's what they're basing it on again. Okay. That's fine. A judge overturned the first, first one. Uh, yeah. first one okay. He's probably a, judge, a big tennis fan. Well, whatever. Even if he's not, he is whatever. 
Whoa, excuse me. The Gretzky beer. <laughs> Anyways, the the judge <laughs> the judge overturned. You're oh, not going to be a good spokesperson for the Gretzky beer. They won't no, be no, I'm saying it was good. It was it just came right out. Right? It gave you that feeling. Um, it's fine. The thing that bothers me, and this is going to get really political right now, the thing that bothers me is that the Minister of Transportation can revoke a visa even after it's been overturned by a judge in a court of law. I don't know about that. That that, that They're getting into a little bit of, uh, you know, I mean, you know, there's dictatorships that work that way. This is, this is a court of law. This is, this is, I don't know. To me, it feels wrong. Like I said, I'm not a Djokovic fan at all. I, I, I really am a Federer fan. Um, would I like to see him, him play? Although, although if he's not following the rules, then he's not following the rules. So I think we should leave it at that. It's getting way too political in here for me, and I don't like uh, that type of stuff. So um, on to the next one. Alfonso Davies, Canada's golden boy when it comes to soccer. Speaking of COVID, had a bout with COVID. Ended up with heart inflammation and is no longer training. Wow. That's brutal. Oh, terrible, terrible news. Well, first of all, hopefully it, or thankfully, I guess they say it's mild and it's nothing too serious long-term. And like you said, he just can't train for the time being, but that's going to make him miss two big Canada qualifiers in our push for the world cup. Mm -hmm. Devastating. It's devastating. Yeah, well, listen, team. listen. We still have David or um, David, and w- you know the team's still. I mean, yes, he's a big part of the team, yeah, but yeah. you know, I think we could still we could still manage for two games only. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I hope he comes back, and I hope he gets back. I don't want to see like another, you know, episode like Erickson. Like that was terrible. Um, but I would like to see him come. I, I hope he's back to, to, you know, I mean, look at, look at what's his name off the Canucks. Um, uh, Sutter. He's a long hauler. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, um, you know. Yeah. He's been out the whole, whole year, right? Since the, yes. the, since the first outbreak last season. Is that correct? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I, like you said, I think Canada can obviously what, be weather okay, the storm, weather, weather the storm. storm. Okay, yeah, yeah, but who do they got to play? He's a big loss, though. Uh, I think they'd be United States coming up. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. not weathering yeah. shit. We're done. No, big, hey, come <laughs> on, we're man. done. That's it. And and they've been struggling. As I don't well. even we're, know if we had Davies, if we'd have a chance to beat the U.S. I don't think. Oh, 100%. They haven't been playing that well. We're first right now in our group. Yeah, man. I don't yeah. know, man. Top three qualify. <clears throat> like, uh, you know, the, the United States' best player is creation. Just so you know. I just got to throw that out there. Just throw that out there. Who? Who? Christian Pulisic. <laughs> Pulisic, I mean. <laughs> Christian Pulisic. I said Pusilic. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> You guys are talking about panties and stuff. I don't know. It just came out. <laughs> Pulisic. <laughs> I said Pusilic. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, oh, he's, uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, but they are, like the U.S., yeah, they're a strong team. 
Um, but I think Canada, like if Davies is there, man, I would, I cannot wait to watch that game. I cannot wait to watch that game. Now it's kind of like, uh, we'll see. That's the one they're playing in Hamilton, right? Or is that right? Yeah. I think that's the next game, which was originally talked about being played at BC place. Oh, and no fun city. Yeah, no, it's no fun city. Horgan's awesome. I love Horgan. I was just anyway. looking up here, uh, January 30th yeah. in Hamilton. Yeah, well, whatever. We'll watch it. We'll we'll support. I'm I think I might go get a, a Team Canada jersey. You know, all my soccer jerseys are either Bayern Munich or Croatia. I think it's time for uh for a Team Canada jersey. I think you should wait until they, hopefully they qualify. We don't want to jinx anything with that purchase. No, I'm not Mike. I can do this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Let's uh, let's get into the Sony Open playoff. Uh, Mike, why don't you bring us in on that one? Sony Open playoff. You mean the PGA victory? Golf? No, the yeah. playoff victory for. Oh, sorry, the playoff. Matsu, victory, yeah. Matsuyama. Oh, Matsuyama, but Matsuyama. <laughs> Yeah, that well, that was the one that I wanted Kevin not obviously to win again. He uh, he was the defending champ there, but Matsuyama, it's always good to see him come out. Hey, hold on, hold on, well. hold on. Did not win? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So who we got shots for that? No, no it was no, that was the week picks. before. We didn't make mm. picks for this one here. Yeah, but no, yeah. Mike, I got to give you some credit though. This Kevin, this Kevin Nah, you've been talking about him for a long time, and he, he does win every now and then. But I was shocked to see that stat on the weekend that I sent you there. He is yeah, he uh, the most rounds under 62 under... or lower since yeah. they began tracking that in like the 80s. So he yeah, surpassed Tiger studs. Woods. He's up, know, he's above right? Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, who's had a lot of low rounds. I mean, yeah, crazy. Go uh, low. And he's that's why I like him. Right. I think he can put a, put a few together. He's unstoppable. But he's also had remember that hole the hole he shot at nineteen or something like that on it sixteen Six, sixteen on one hole. <laughs> I've been there in the woods. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, no, it's uh, it was the last obviously the two tournaments, the Hawaiian Swing on the PGA Tour to kick off the new year. Um, and they're back in back on the mainland this week down in Palm Springs. American Express tournament down there. But no, it's good to have golf back and all the big guns playing every week. We're, we're getting up to that spot where they're going to be playing the, the Players' Championship and then a few other big tournaments. And, you know, Augusta's right around the corner. Tiger's getting ready. Yeah, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I might be taking you out for dinner on that one, but we'll see. All right. Well, you know what? Since... um. You know what I think we should do? I'm going to self-proclaim this one. And we're going to do a hat giveaway. A hat giveaway. Whoever can DM us first. My pick for the upcoming uh, uh, playoff uh, Super Bowl pick. Or um, championship. uh, What am I trying to say, guys? No uh, one knows. Divisional round. Divisional round. Divisional round playoff pick. Sorry. 
Um, yeah. We're talking football. We're talking foosball. Yes. All right. um, so whoever uh, whoever DMs us first as to the pick that I picked uh, for this upcoming Sunday. Um, wins a hat. What do you guys say? Should we do it? Sure, yeah. Let's do it. And um, um, I want them to type it out the same way that uh, I said it. In big capital letters. Tampa! Boom. So let's let's do that. Let's see what happens. We'll we'll uh, once uh, once the episode's posted, we'll we'll throw that out there and uh, we'll see what happens. What do you guys say? Yeah, do it. That's cool. We'll Perfect. One of these bad boys. Ooh, yeah. They're made for extra large heads, just so you know, because it's uh, fits mine as well. So, all right, UFC update or what are we doing? What are we talking about? UFC. Who's hey, fighting? I have no idea. I have no idea. So yeah, I'm just gonna let you guys talk because I honestly I uh, haven't been paying attention lately. All right, it was UFC 270 Naganu versus Gone. And it's Ooh, a that's a good fight. That's a good fight, man. <laughs> I'm coming over. <laughs> I love watching the guy. Kept coming over, Mike. Anyways, go on. <laughs> that is a good fight. Yeah, and it's at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. And mm-hmm. uh, again, it's pay-per-view this Saturday. Uh, we'll break down the main card for you guys. We start off the night. And well, this this also I should, should mention, there's been a ton of like people dropping out of this card due to covid or illness or injury or whatever the team's got you know their managers got problems or whatnot so they finally put it all together here and i think we're at the final stages of it but this can change i don't know it's been changing like daily almost mm-hmm. um but we're starting off the night in a middleweight fight it's uh, rudolfo vera versus wellington Terman, and uh we got vera coming in at a minus 220 these are the odds that were that were checked yesterday they can change. They might have changed by now. And we got Terman at a plus 175. Uh, Vieira is 32 years old. Uh, Terman is uh, 25 years old. And uh, Vieira opened the line at a minus 350. So you can see the money sort of pouring into Terman, which is where I think it should be going, to be honest with you. The last time I saw Vieira fight was, it was absolutely horrible. He's got one of the worst gas tanks in the sport. I remember DC mentioned after the first round that he was in, he's never seen a guy so tired after one round and he was pushing the pace, <laughs> uh, taking you know, the opponents down. Um, he's a better grappler in this fight. Uh, Truman's got the better uh, striking and cardio. Um, I think, and I think that if, if uh, Vieira brings the fight down to the ground and he tries to hold him down there, that that's where he seems to be blowing all his gas. And he's, he's just going to tire himself out in rounds one and round two. So I'm giving the nod to, to, to Terman in this fight. He's going to win it by a decision. And I'm taking the underdog at a plus 175. I like it. Well, that's my pick on that, that first one there. Uh, the second fight of the night is a bantamweight fight. We have Cody Staman versus... Uh, Versus Khabib's cousin, Sayed. Okay. Sayed. Um, yeah. However you want to pronounce it. How do you pronounce his last name, Govic? I don't know. Namakimenov. There you go. How, how, how? Say it again, Dan. Namakimenov. No, not even close. Yeah, you don't want to go there, man. It's just, I'd be sitting there trying to, I've been practicing all night. I don't, I don't have it. Okay, let's just call. Let's just call him Saeed. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Stamen. He's, he's Khabib's cousin. That's everyone. He's will Khabib's know cousin. That. Yeah. Stamen is uh, a plus one sixty five, and we have Saeed at a minus two hundred. So he's a two to one favorite. 
Um, uh, Saeed's uh, 14 and two in the, in the, in MMA and Stamen is, is 19 and four. And so we have, I, and it's weird having this guy being Khabib's cousin because he's actually a better striker. So he's got the striking advantage in this fight where you'd say Stanman would have uh, a better ground game. And, um, um, Khabib, or not Khabib, uh, Syed's last fight came out. He looked really, really good in the standup, like, uh, you know, way better than his, than his cousins ever looked, I thought. But you got to think that, you know, with your cousin being Khabib, that you got to be good with grappling or, or, or have some good takedown defense. He's, Absolutely. Syed's been, been taken down in the UFC before. Um, you know, he's going to have to, but the thing is, Stanman's going to have to take him down. He's going to have to control him on the ground, I think, to win this fight. I don't think he can do that. I think he's going to be able, he might be able to take him down once or twice, but he's going to be able to get up. And uh, just the striking is going to be a, be the difference maker. I'm going to take uh, Sayed. Sayed. I can't even say his first name. Sayed. Uh, Sayed in this fight. I'm taking him as a to win in a decision. What do you guys think? I'm with you 100%. I'm not betting against Khabib's cousin. I mean, that guy. I don't think he's lost. Anyone on his team has lost since they've, they've uh, just been fun. dominant, man. Everyone in that, that fight camp. Yeah. You know, and those guys have been unbelievable. Uh, I don't know too much about Stammen. Uh, I haven't, don't remember seeing him fight a lot, but but like I said, I'm not going against anyone related to Khabib. Khabib is just <laughs> a killer, and I'm pretty sure he has been training all of these guys. Um, and, you know, Saeed, I think, is going to get the win. I agree in the decision. Um, and, yeah, he's going to continue to rise, rise up the rankings and get into more of, uh, you know, some bigger fights. Yeah, totally. So the next fight we got, we go to the welterweight. So we have Michel Piera versus Andre Fialo. And uh, Piera comes in at a minus 300 favorite over Fialo, who is a plus 240. Uh, do you guys do you remember who this uh, Piera is? He's that guy that fought in Vancouver. We saw him fight uh, the local guy here, and he was doing flips and backflips, and they thought the, the ring was a circus. Do you remember that? And, and he tired and lost, himself right? out, and he lost the fight. Yeah. So yeah. that's who Piera is. What year was that? That was a that was before COVID, so we're going back three or four years, anyways. Yeah, four or five years, I'd say. The he fought the kid from Kelowna, right? I think he was from. I Kelowna. don't know exactly where he was from, but yeah, it was a, it was a oh, local yeah. fight, and that guy looked great. And uh, Pierre did not, uh, or Piera did not. Um, and this this fight, so this is the the UFC debut for Fialo, and I looked him up because I didn't know who he was. I saw I sort of I just watched some YouTube and watched some of his old fights, and the guy's a beast, man. He brings a pace. He's a big dude. You know, he's pushing forward. He's got tons of power. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's got, he's got lots of knockout power. He could probably catch, uh, you know, with his Piera, you know, dancing around or something like that. You know, Piera, you got to give him the speed advantage. You got to give him the experience and you got to give him the cardio advantage, even though I say that lightly because he gassed himself out so bad. And it depends if he's, if he's going to show up and play games, I don't like betting on this guy because he comes, he, he plays games like he did that other time. He likes to showboat a lot and he likes to get the crowd into it, but then he just gasses, gasses himself out, right? Where yeah. Fialo can take advantage of that. I think that Pierre is going to win this fight. I think he'll take it by decision because the last fight that he was in, he actually did take it relatively seriously and did get the W. I think he'll do it again here, but he can get caught in this one and those odds should be a little bit closer, I think. How quick of a replacement was he? Do you know, like a month or so? Because he replaced someone on the card, I think that was forced out. I don't know if it was injury or COVID. I'm not too sure. Not but yeah, I, I just read a little bit about him. Um, he's won four fights. 
in 2021 already, including a couple over some veteran UFC guys. James Vick was one, a couple other names I mentioned, but, but yeah, no, I remember the fight you're talking about. I don't like how cocky this guy was. And yeah. And you'll see him too on the way ends. You'll come in doing backflips and whatnot. And, you know, he's just a showboater, man. I'm not a huge fan of that kind of stuff. And especially when you can't back it up, if he's knocking guys out after that, maybe, but if you're going to tire yourself yourself out doing that, like, yeah, exactly. I'm definitely, I won't be probably touching this fight. Yeah, so the last two fights of the night, this next one is the flyweight championship of the world. And this is actually the one that I'm looking forward to the most on this card. This is Brandon Moreno versus Devison Figuero, Figgy. Um, this is the first back-to-back-to-back trilogy belt in UFC history. And uh, I, I don't know if, I think that if uh, Figgy pulls off a win here, we're going to have another back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back uh, fight with these guys. I mean, it's just, I can't get enough of it. I think that they're great. Um, the first fight, so this is their third fight. We got Moreno, the champion. He he won the last fight in, the, in round three. He was able to submit him, submit Figgy. Um, their first fight, they came in and uh, Figueroa won it on a draw. And there was actually a point taken away from him during that fight. So he would have won it if they didn't have a point taken away from him. I had Figgy winning that first fight. The second fight, Moreno came out. And he looked amazing, man. Like he was just countering everything. He looked fantastic. Figgy looked like crap, absolute crap in the second fight. And, uh, you know, I, I was just doing some comparisons real quick. In the first fight, um, we had Figgy come out. At closing odds on him were a minus 320. The second fight, he came out. Closing odds on him were minus 200. In this fight, he's a dog, a, a plus 150 dog. And you got Brendan Moreno, the champion, at a minus 180 currently. Um, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one to call. I think I, I think Figgy's a better fighter than Moreno, like all in all. Um, yeah. You got to give the heart to Moreno. Like he just never says die, and he's always coming forward. He'll, he's willing to probably die in the octagon for this for this belt. Um, and I think it all depends on on the second fight. I thought Figgy looked like crap in the weigh-ins. I think maybe like the cut the cut you know took a big toll on his body. So I want I'm looking forward to see how he looks come this way in. Last way in, he looked like he almost was going to faint and stuff standing up there on stage. So I'll see how he looks on Friday at the weigh-ins uh, before I make my final decision. But uh, if he looks, you know, faint and, and, and you know, kind of out of it, I'm not going to go with him. Um, you know, in the first fight we had uh, in rounds one and round two, Figueroa threw 55 strikes in the first fight and 57 in the, sec- in the, in the second round, sorry or in the first round of the second and yeah, first two rounds, 55 and 57 strikes. Yeah. In the second fight, he only threw 13 and, and 15. So hmm. 13 round one, 15 round one. So he, something was wrong there. I think, you know, um, he looks fantastic. I'm watching the embeddeds and stuff like that and seeing the interviews leading up to it. Everyone says he looks fantastic. I think he looks great, but I think it all comes down to like that cut, how, how that's going to relate to his body. But I, I mean, with odds like this and you have a, and you're getting, you're getting a, you know, a return on, on figgy, I don't know how you can't take it. So I'm going with Figueroa in this fight. I think it's going to go the distance again because I don't think Moreno's going to say die. And uh, that's the only way I see it going down. That's a good tip for our listeners there. We'll have to keep an eye on him at the weigh-ins. Yeah. See how he looks. But uh, yeah, honestly, I'm looking forward to this fight because I have no idea. I think I think it go either yeah. way based on the, the first few fights. I do like the value you're getting with uh, Figueroa. So I don't know. I might throw a little bit on that, maybe in a parlay, but I'll definitely be paying attention to the weigh-ins. Yeah, for sure. And the one thing too about like Moreno, who's now the champion, he's touched that UFC gold. 
And you kind of saw it with the Charles Oliveria when he touched gold. He wasn't really supposed to be the champion, but then he came back and really solidified it, I thought, twice. Uh, so that could happen here too. You never know. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's the fight game. Uh, the, la- uh, the main event of the evening is the heavyweight bout versus uh, Francis Nagano versus Cyril Gaon. And uh, we have Gaon coming in 10-0 and in the UFC or MMA. Nagano 16-3. and Nagano is currently a plus 125. And Gone is a minus 155. So Gone's actually the favorite. The wow. opening odds, they actually flipped. The opening odds, we had Nagano at a minus 150 favorite yeah. and Gone at a plus 125. So it's actually flipped. So money's actually going on Gone uh, for this fight. Um, the way I see it, I think Gone's just a better all-around fighter. He's got, you know, better stand-up. Well, I wouldn't say he better stand-up. He moves better. He's, you know, he's got better head movement. More, you know, he's light on his feet, better footwork. Uh, he's he can press the fight. He's a, he's got a bit higher fight IQ than I think uh, uh, Nagano's got. Um, but it, you know, when, when you're fighting uh, Nagano, you're fighting the guy that has the strongest punch in the world. So he can catch you at any time. The, the only thing he's got, what he's got to do is avoid getting hit by uh, Nagano. And um, we've seen people do it before. We saw Stipe beat Nagano. Um, so he's definitely a beatable uh, opponent. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Gon in this fight. I think he's going to just just the smarter uh, fighter. I think it's going to be a boring fight. I think it's going to go to a decision. But I think that Gon's going to take the W. So I'm going to disagree with you, and I th- I'm going to think Nagano is going. I'm going to say Nagano is going to take the fight. We should do a shot bet. Would you like to do that? Sure. Okay, let's do a shot bet because I think that Nagano is actually going to get taken down again by Stipe. I think Stipe is going to take him out when he comes back finally. So, it'll be a trilogy. It has to be a trilogy. I think Nagano is going to win and it's going to set up the John Jones money fight finally that we've been waiting for. Then he's going to be John Jones. Then he's going to fight Stipe. That's what's going to happen. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I think a more interesting fight is Gone versus John Jones. They're very similar. Yeah, true. Well, it could happen either way. I think obviously, and even if if Gon loses, like John Jones could be that could be his first fight at heavyweight or something, right? To see, but who knows? Yeah, Dan, what do you think? Well, I'm gonna back my buddy Mike, like I was telling you guys earlier before we started recording. I think there's just been a lot of off, you know, uh, behind the scenes talk with Naganu. Uh, he's wanting and been trying to get a big contract, a big money fight. I don't think his head is actually in training and winning it's more into trying to sign a big contract and i think he's gonna get knocked out i think gone is gonna win and i think naganu will be gone out of the ufc boom well you know what we got a shot bet there so we got a shot bet chris and i are on naganu you two are on gone yep Uh, and winner picks the poison okay so Deal. Let's do it. Sounds good. All right, that was episode forty-two, baby, of the eps of uh, the West Coast Sports. You had a couple of beers. Sorry. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know we're we're very thankful for our for our fans. And like I said, hats coming to whoever can make that pick. So uh, aye aye and goodbye. Yeah. Let's take them back. Uh Uh-huh.